0: You got the it
1: strongest soldiers, so it's, it's never over. Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure. Even on the days you're moving slow and can't seem to focus. You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it. Know you question life a couple times, but it's okay you growing. Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay you on it. Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it. Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it. Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it.
0: Welcome kings and queens to One Sick B. I am your host One Sick B. Here at One Sick B, we don't cry, we thrive, we don't whine, we whine. The definition of One Sick B is a strong individual that faces or fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. Today I am so honored and blessed with the guest named Tyler Campbell. He is a 2011 MS ambassador. He played division one football with multiple sclerosis. He is a man of God. He is a father. He is a husband. He is an all around blessing for my podcast. So today, welcome Tyler, and thank you for blessing one sick bee. I am so honored more than what you know.
2: Listen, it is, you know, it's funny because our our conversations before this is, I feel like I've been knowing you for so long. And I want to tell you like straight up, like you keep pressing, right? Because what you are doing is reaching so many people. And I know a lot of times you may not even hear from the people you are touching, but that's even more of a reason because that's how it works bro like you touching people you don't know it a lot of times people are looking for the rewards you know what i'm saying the thank yous the pats on the back and i think the measurement of you know a real king and queen a real a real a real woman about perseverance the measurement of a real one sick b is somebody who is continuing to do something and it doesn't matter about the accolades that you receive in return for what you're doing Mm. and so i thank you for the mission and I thank you for uh, staying consistent and committed to it. Like I, I have joy for being on this part. I know you're helping so many people. So I'm happy to be a part of it, my dear.
0: Oh man, that is an honor to hear that from somebody who I've definitely, uh, he didn't know I looked up to him and uh, his journey and him advocating before I had met him. I had wanted to catch and run into him and just God put the right, put me in the right room with the right people who are connected and it all worked out. But Tyler, let's talk about um this COVID nineteen. I call it negative COVID nineteen, <laughs> but it's had its positives too. I mean, I call it negative just because I lost a couple family members uh, to COVID nineteen. Uh, my grandmother at the beginning of COVID, uh, and um, but uh, the, also the plus side of it, the blessing I've been able to meet uh, and uh, the spirits that uh, I've been able to touch and encourage during COVID. But what has been your experience with Fun, COVID? Huh?
2: I'm with you, man. Like I, I, my first, my first experience with it, you know, I, I lost my, my brother-in-law. That's my first loss. And it was, uh-huh. it was early, early COVID. So the, the way in which the world is working, it, I tell people, we, if you haven't known anything else through COVID, like we more alike than we are different. And people are like, what are you talking about? I say, bro, we, we've all lost somebody. Like if you had never lost somebody before, like, you know, somebody, or you were close to somebody, or you knew of somebody who is no longer here. And so you should be able to empathize, not sympathize, but you should be able to empathize, Empathize. put yourself in somebody else's shoes for one of the first times, um, all all of us, and and be able to feel where they're coming from with loss of COVID-19. I lost, I lost, I believe I've lost seven, it's either seven or nine, seven or nine people. Um, Through COVID, so you know, vibe with it, rock with it. I empathize with you for your loss. You know what I'm saying? I
0: empathize with you. I'm sorry about your loss to your wife.
2: So, so that's that's the real part of it. You know, I I call a spade a spade. You know, I've lost. All right, and so vibe with that, listeners. Y'all can y'all can empathize with that. You can. The other side of it, like you have said, is yo. It caused me to put some things in perspective of what matters most to me in my life, and on everything that I love. What matters most to me in my life is. My my faith and my family, my two Fs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My wife, my my children, my kids, um, my faith. Those are the things that matter. And so, in the pandemic, I I actually put myself to work, bro. Like I, I, I say that. <laughs> like I, I went to the grindstone. I had to find something positive for me because it was the news was negative. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm walking in death. with family members is negative. I'm living with a disease. Yo, it's, mm-hmm. so it's so easy to find the negative of what's going on. So I had to literally go to my hiding place and I said, you know what? I got to keep pushing. I've got to keep working on something, something to help me escape, something to help me believe something to help give me hope. I think that's the word like that would give me personal yeah. hope because if I'm not hopeful, then what is that doing to my wife? What is that doing to my kids?
0: Exactly. By the way,
2: we at home schooling. So I'm pulling my hair out I got more grades now. You feel what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to ask parents, like, how was at home
0: school? I was so happy that my son, when COVID hit, he was <laughs> finishing his senior year wow. in high school. And and it was hard to keep a teenager like, hey, are you taking them classes? Man. Yeah, I'm taking the classes I'm doing. I said, well, I'm gonna tell you something. You old enough, if you don't have it, when it comes time to graduation time and you can't get your cap and gown, on. that's going to be on you because you up there chilling and sleeping in and acting like you don't have to do any work. Come I said, on. your senior year is the wrong time to mess up. So I seen all my friends with little kids and I used to be like, oh, God bless y'all because baby, just Man. a teenager and him already being stubborn and a boy at that age filling this <laughs> up because he already getting ready to be grown. He come ready from college. Grown. He think he grown already. He even came in late. Like I'm like, Going on. So, you know, going through all that at the beginning of COVID and him feeling this and me feeling myself as a mother like this is not going to work Damn. was a journey in itself. So uh, actually rearing little kids to have them sit down and color in the spaces and follow what the teacher is appropriate and not have to drink wine during the day. I
2: salute you and your wife. <laughs> hey man, and it's and it's just one of the things, like you know, what I'm saying I was trying to I was trying to look on other people to lean on. And that was the thing, like you yeah. couldn't find somebody who said, I've lived through a pandemic. This is exactly. what you do. Like there was no criteria, there was no do this, you know, there was no there was no lesson, right? So it's literally I'm trying to keep a piece of a peace of mind without going through hell to get it. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So my piece of a peace of mind was getting somewhere and trying to like work on, work on a book. Like that was literally my therapy. Okay. So I had to find something personal for me to keep me from going insane. Does that make okay. sense? I I'm, definitely I'm, understand. I'm human, yeah, right? I, I don't want people to put me on a pedestal. Like I don't have my own go through within yeah. that. So, like, I don't have my own go through in life. You know what I'm saying? So um for me, that was what kept Tyler sane. I knew I could go somewhere. I could write. And and Mm -hmm. and put together something that was that was I knew I had to do something through the pandemic. So that's that's what it looked like for me. Writing was therapy for me. And I and I made time over over that course of the year when pandemic first hit, like that was that was the mission that came. Yes. And
0: also, I forgot to mention uh, congratulations on your book, best-selling author. Um, You are amazing. You're kicking butt. But let's dive into. About Tyler. Tyler, yeah. you were diagnosed in your junior year, a month after turning twenty-one. You know, you're supposed to be feeling yourself. Life is supposed <laughs> to be at the height for a twenty-one-year-old athlete, a football player, Division One. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine a man's adrenaline with all those <laughs> uh, beautiful things at that time. So dive into it. Tell me when and where you know you start noticing symptoms, and even if prior to. Your diagnosis. Yeah. You felt any MS. Yeah, I think I think what's funny.
2: And I think, you know, as we all get diagnosed, I think we can all pinpoint like times maybe in our lives where something was kind of off, but we just kept pressing. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I know I know I think the biggest sign for me was fatigue. I always I think during my early college years, I kind of was just like, man, I would look around and be like, yo, why am I so tired right
1: now? Mm-hmm. But you know,
2: you just thinking you, you, you in school, you an athlete, you staying up yeah. late, you're doing all, you know what I'm saying? You are young, you didn't get enough sleep. So it's easy to bypass it. So, um, I think fatigue would have been kind of one of my first earliest reminders of it, but okay, for, for me, I, I, it came like a thief in the night and that's what happens a lot of times, bro. We like, we don't prepare for MS. It just, it finds us, you know, and, and, I woke up in the middle of the night after playing a football game against BYU, the last game of our season, the night before. Mm. I I walked out of a football game completely fine on Saturday, outside of normal bumps and bruises, like everything, everything cool, like end of the football season. And then I wake up the next morning on a Sunday morning. It's still pitch black outside. So I know, you know, I'm in California at San Diego State University. I know it's got to be between the hours of four and five because my body is like an alarm clock as an athlete. And I usually wake up during those times because that's normally when my day starts automatically. It's between four and five in the morning. So I wake up, but instead of getting out of bed, yo, I just, I literally just fell flat on my face. Mm. And then I noticed like that, that tingling or everybody knows that tingling sensation. It was all down yeah. the right side of my body. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was new. You feel me? I mean, it was I'm thinking I'm going to get up and use the restroom. I get up, I fall flat on my face, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it couldn't even be explained. Mm-hmm. And um, then I noticed that my fingers, I can't feel them. I noticed that when I'm, I'm telling my arms and legs to move on the right side, they're not working. They're not working. So it's pitch black outside. My limbs ain't working. I still got to use the bathroom because that's what I initially got up for. <laughs> Priorities, right? Yeah. And then- And then here's the here was the other kicker. And so when I tried to get up on my left side, I kept falling Mm because the equilibrium.
0: Right. You're off balance. Yep.
2: So it's like I'm trying to get up and it's just falling. Mm -hmm. So now Mm. you're scared. Now I'm scared. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And then the last icing on the cake was I went to yell for help from my roommate because I live with my roommate. He's a big dude. He played tight end and so i went to yell for my roommate matt and when i was trying to say help it was like saying but it felt like my tongue was stuck to the top of my mouth because the words mm-hmm. weren't coming mumbling so it's like mumble is right so it's yeah it's like,
0: what in the world confusing is
2: so you went just, from being
0: superman a gladiator the yeah. night before to waking up like Ooh, what body am i in who body did i switch with
2: because it ain't mine And Mm -hmm. so I literally, so now, now I'm really just terrified. And I I sat there with my emotion because I didn't know what was, what was going on. It was so, it was so serious. I held going to the restroom because I was so scared, not knowing what my body was going through Mm
1: -hmm. because
2: I just couldn't figure it out. Nothing is working. So this ain't real. Like this, this is like a dream, right? Mm but it wasn't, it was, it was my newfound reality. And, um, my roommate ended up, I ended up hearing him getting up, um, like, a, it had to be close to an hour later. Mm. Um, because we got up at the same time. I heard right. him get up and then I just screamed, not scream. It's like, hi, you know, yeah. I think it was help. And his name was Matt, and he came in and then, uh, we eventually got to the training room and the training room, you know, they saw me, they didn't know what it was. They they phoned in a uh, 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 a doctor and the doctor was looking at me. He didn't understand my diagnosis. It wasn't a concussion. Right. Uh, I failed all the little, um, the tests the test they that gave. they do.
0: Mm-hmm. Squeeze walk, my hand. Move it up. Walk this? in a straight line. Take Squeeze your finger. Hand. Yeah. You know, reflex.
2: I failed all those. So he panicked and he was like, we need to get you to a neurologist. I didn't know what that was. So now it's not a football related injury, right? So the school's off. This wasn't a football injury. This is something else. So now you got to go figure out this something else by yourself. Mm. I'm from Texas. I'm going to school in California. I got no family. Right. So I have to navigate like many of us do the healthcare system by your doggone self. And that's, that's, that was my beginning of like ushering into adulthood. Like, when you're trying to get diagnosed, and you it got jumped in right
0: away, you got jumped into adulthood. That's yeah. the biggest gang on earth, and that's the worst gang. You got jumped Man. into adulthood a month a month later. You got jumped in pretty steep. I got jumped into adulthood at sixteen. Well, you was at sixteen? You
2: got me beat.
0: For, yeah, for being <laughs> for having a baby. I set myself up for that. I told my mama. She told me I did it to myself. But I told her I didn't. I don't think that's what happened or whatever. She was like, "No, you did that to yourself." I was like, "I don't think so. I don't think
2: I signed myself up for that." You signed up for that. Signed up for that when you opened your legs. I was uh, like, day. Hey, mama! Mama came real. Mama came honest. You know what I'm saying? So you beat me. That's what I'm saying. You beat <laughs> me to it. And so here, but here's the beautiful. This is this is life dropping hints, right? Because right. I look at you and I look at your story, and it's and people will say. I wasn't prepared for this, right? That's what we're saying. I was not prepared for this. But when I look at somebody, like a woman like yourself and and being a a, a, a teen mother, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And battling a disease, you were getting ushered in and ready for what was to come because Mm. you got ushered into an adulthood and making ready decisions and advocating for yourself as a mother. You're doing all this stuff early. So when MS walks you were getting prepared. Mm. Like the man of above was preparing you for it. He held he you didn't the even entire know time and you did not know it. And so a lot of times I tell people to look over their past because it will humbly make you ready for Humble the present
0: beginnings. and yes. ask
2: you and demand of you to create a better future. Mm. So, so in, in essence, you know, this is my story like yours. It was yeah. the beginning to understanding you're going to have to advocate for yourself, Tyler. Like you- you on this yeah you can say you by yourself but really and truly i need you to be by yourself because i need you to understand so that you can help somebody else through the next journey like that's what it was about i didn't mm-hmm. understand that at that time
0: of course we confused don't you know, know what's what going on don't want it to be going on
2: not at all but i can Dare to I can speak on back. it don't
0: know who to talk to about right it because i didn't have anywhere to go
2: mm-hmm. and that's why i say you can you, you can speak that's that's why when somebody looks over their journey and their story in life, you cannot sit here and tell me you aren't important, that you aren't valued. I said I like the lady off of the help when by all the day was telling
0: yeah you are
2: but that's you're smart,
0: you
2: you smart but really that's important. That's the truth because what you're going through, it's not even about you. It's about how you handle you so you can help somebody else you got to open up the door and hold it open for someone else because so many times especially within our culture we we get the door we open it and then we walk through we close it behind us
0: close it back because you don't want to deal with it because you ain't you like, like do- going through it you went through hell before so it's like I, they better figure it out just the same way i did
2: yes man because you, you get on in that it. mindset
0: Because when people used to talk to me i used to be like, they better figure out like figure I did, mean, you know, I'm, yeah. young. I'm trying to figure out how to be a mother. Y'all asking me about MS, I don't know. <laughs> Ask me about diapers and wipes. There I you gotta go. Which, run, which battle I want to deal with
2: right come now. On, come on, you speaking it. And and so that that was my biggest regret at that time.
0: Yeah. Is
2: I put it, I was selfish in terms of it was all about me and it needed to be all about me, but I wasn't yeah. taking the notes to try to help or do what I needed to do to help somebody else. Cause I know I wasn't the only 21 year old diagnosed with MS that day in the United States of America. I was not the only one, you know what I'm saying? And so for me um, that that's my regret is, you know, it was a woe is me type attitude in the beginning. Right. But look what it
0: did now Mm -hmm. with the man that it created for you to walk in your purpose and your vision and your goal and what God had what was preparing you for? Did we know? No, not at all. But at all. now you start seeing that God has prepared. I had to go through 20, yes. almost 21 Speak years on. of. Physical elements, physical downside. Uh, I kept on asking God why He was keeping me here, mm, and then um, I had I came up with one to be in the middle of a flare, and I was like, you know, Lord, by the sound of my voice and these other people uh, that I'm saluting, that maybe somebody out here gives them hope, it stops them from suicide, it stops them from depression, yes. and it allows them to own their own story and to feel as though that they are still wanted and they still deserve to be here and that they still exist.
2: Straight up. Straight up. That's, and that's, you know, but that's, that's, that's so important. And, and you see that now. And so you have a mission derived from it. And, and it's, and it's a yearning sensation inside of you that I know that flame won't ever get put out. Because now you found, you found purpose. And, and, a, and a woman who has found purpose, or a man who has found purpose in life, Yo, you dangerous, and I don't mean dangerous in a bad sense. I mean dangerous. Oh no, in a good I know sense. what you
0: mean. Because yeah. it's
2: like you tell me or you let me know that I found my purpose, and it's like every day I wake up and I got a, I got I got business to take care of every and, day. And there's and there's so many people who wake up and they don't they say I have nothing to do, and it, and it kills me, it hurts me because that just means that person hasn't found their purpose. And yeah. so I'm hoping that by people you doing what you're doing, that's the type of impact you're making right? Because somebody is getting that much closer to their purpose in life because they're hearing that you found yours.
0: Yeah. And that's why you. That, keep, that's the whole goal. That's the
2: whole goal. That's why you keep pressing. And so, you know, I got, that was my diet. I go through the, the system, you know, go through the spinal taps. I go through, I'm calling Everything. my moms. Yeah. Calling moms over distance, like trying to explain what MS is. She, know, she knew what it was, you know, but, but, you know, people talk about, you know, playing football with MS. You know, I I, I, didn't, I can't imagine
0: because I'm gonna be honest, I barely yeah. can play jump rope with my kids when I, when they were little.
2: I had I didn't understand. But for me, it was about like I got a scholarship. Oh, Under- I
0: understand. Yeah, yeah. you and got like, you got business to take care of. Yeah, business and it's business and, schools and, to take and, to care of.
2: And also I here's here's it hurt when I looked around in my locker room, it's a lot of brothers on that team that look like me. Mm-hmm. and understand that my father is is a generational curse breaker and what i mean by that is you know came from poverty 11 other brothers and sisters dad died on him when he was seven or 11 you know what i'm saying raised by a single mom you know he got that story nobody ever went to college He's right the first one but i noticed by him going to college this is what it did it caused cousins of when when everybody went a ripple like, effect we talked about college because mm-hmm. it was possible Mm-hmm. And so I looked around at the brothers in that in the locker room and I couldn't quit because I saw what a generational curse broken could do. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of my brothers on the team came from single moms. I know a lot of my brothers on yeah. team came from inner city New Orleans, came from came from inner city LA, you know, inner city, you know what I'm saying, and really yeah. in, in Florida, inner city, ten, inner city Tampa, and were like cast with the opportunity to break a curse.
0: So you have to
2: so, keep going. So I looked at, people look at yo, my MS and it's like, yo, you did this for MS and, and you did this for yourself. And, and it was like, no, I came with the University of San Diego State because I wanted I wanted a degree. I wanted to be around my brothers and my sisters for the first time. Cause I grew up mm-hmm. in the suburbs. <laughs> So you don't have to
0: tell me, I understand.
2: So so it meant something different, and 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 being a captain, understand? I'm I'm a captain on the squad. Like I can't give up because if my brothers see me falling victim to a disease that they don't know about, that I barely know about, and TC calls it quits, then I took it as. That gave them an outlet to not go to, to quit, class today. To
0: not keep on going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To not
2: go to class you today. You felt like I'm gonna be in
0: the same ring with them. Yeah. They haven't quit. They done fight through all of this. They done went through more things than I even had to go through in life. And they still running the game. I do too. And listen. So I'm gonna say a quote.
2: That's what that's real. That's why I was gonna that's what I was gonna tell you. Like you, you speak it over me because I'm I'm listening loud and direct to what you got to say. Go ahead.
0: You speak, I'm gonna say a quote, and you tell me, uh where it came from if you mm-hmm. know where it came from and what it symbolize and it means to you but first I'll say the quote and I'll tell you what it meant to me yes ma'am I heard you in a speech speaking uh for the MS Society uh for the black experience yes and you said your dad oh you said if you never quit you never lose mm-hmm. um yeah. there's days that I have wanted to give up and I haven't so in essence. That significant, That's significant to me because I know as long as I'm going, I'm not losing anything. As long I as it. I put out that effort, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Rather, if it's 2% or 3% and I'm actually trying that day, regardless of how I feel, what I'm doing, rather if I can move my arms, if I can speak, if I can walk, if I talk, even if I fall that day, if I get back up and I see God wakes me the next day, I never lost out.
1: Eric. Yeah. I, I that's, what does that mean
0: to you and that's, tell me where it came from. For
2: me, that and it 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 I was young when my father used to speak that over my brother and myself. You know, uh my dad would tell us if you can't do anything else in life, um, just choose to not quit. And he would it was like it was like he would tell us to it would tell us to just take power and put it back into our own hands in life. Okay because he was literally telling us that they're going to be desperate and trying times in your life but if all you can do is not quit if all you can do is to, is to not quit I'm sorry hold on you're right oh, go ahead and open it son go ahead and open it um he would tell us if you don't quit in life you'll never lose and so really he was literally gifting us to hold the power in our hands Knowing that life would cause us to self-destruct if we chose to, if you choose to. And it was literally that understanding of you always have a choice, bruh. Like, yeah, they mistreating you over here. Yeah, somebody said something bad about you over here. Yeah, coach didn't give you the rock or yeah, you didn't make this team, you got cut. You always have a choice as to how you choose to react to whatever situation. Hmm. That is something nobody could ever take away from you. And as long as you know you have the power of choosing something, you won't always feel like you're falling victim to your circumstance because you hold the power. And it was one of the greatest gifts he gave me. And so that's what I took into my MS journey. It was, it, it's been my, it's it's been everything that I've learned in life. If you never quit, you can never lose. Just wiggling your finger, if that's all I can do because I'm progressing so fast, then doggone it, wiggle that finger as much as you can. I know, and that's you, right. And you- don't allow other people to dictate your growth. You don't compare your fight with them as to somebody else's. This is yours. This is mine. Yeah. This is what I'm going through. All I can do is wiggle my finger. So doggone, I'm gonna wiggle this finger. I'm gonna all wiggle day it long. as much
0: as I can. You're gonna see it. I know that's right. And way. I'm gonna
2: point and I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna do flip pages. This is yeah. my this is what I have, and that's- I'm gonna use it to my will. Okay, and so that's the mindset, and you don't have to. Seek somebody else's approval or compare it to anybody else. If this is what you can do, then you do it. Mm.
0: Then you do it. And that's I good enough. It.
2: That's good enough.
0: All right. I have um I one thing that we know is that uh MS and minorities is yes. three times higher. We're not in the research. Um speak truth. I uh, advocate for research. Uh, I had a problem that we weren't in research studies, but I also mm. know that with research administration, uh, not research administration, research itself, that yeah. the reason why we're scared to volunteer for research is because of prior studies that yes. have happened to us in the past. So um, in order to fix the problem and why you're complaining about the problem, you have to yes. engage and participate. So I have participated in research studies what about MS and research do you feel mm-hmm. that our community needs to know? Um, yeah. I strive, example, I strive for efficacy. FXE meaning education within the community to know that MS is there, is prevalent, and where to go, the resources to give.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's good. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big history buff. And I I always think that whatever Dr. King, you know, whatever Malcolm, the Harriets, the W.E.B. Du Bois, all the things that they have fought for and strive for, I'm just of the belief that they have gotten better. They're not where I want them to be, but um, things are better. And I say that because there's a point at which I feel like you gotta get to a level of trusting Mm -hmm. that what our ancestors have been fighting for, we're not in the same position as they once were. Exactly. I look at my babies and I say that I don't have to raise them to drink out of a certain water fountain Mm -hmm. because somebody already fought and died so they can drink in the same. And so when I look at my MS disease and knowing about Henrietta and knowing about the Tuskegee Institute, um, I have to push the the needle because I don't want to keep hiding behind those things, and at the same time, I'm 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 crippling potential growth to overcome or crippling conversations that that help other people who are newly diagnosed with MS that they can bring to the table. Because if if we're not a part of research, um, that means medications aren't getting developed for us. There are different phases also to research. Mm -hmm. doesn't also mean that you have to give your blood right it can be be as simple as taking uh uh, questionnaires Mm -hmm. so there's different phases also that we don't think about Mm -hmm. now I'm like you I gave my blood because I I gave my blood because I was so sick and tired of being um I did not want somebody else to have to be a guinea pig yeah which I noticed when I was going through my go-through, it was also a level of intrigue because at that time, 2007, I was a young black man. I was 21 years old and I was an athlete. So my case was very unique. Rare. I'm playing, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's progressing so incredibly fast, which we know as black men, it progresses faster than any other that are out there. Yes. And so we as black men also, what goes on in this house stays in this house. We culturally come from those things. So a man's pride will also inhibit you from getting the support that you need
0: definitely and so, pride. Thank you. pride
2: you know what i'm saying and so we have to break down those barriers and have these conversations about research because when there's a room for those things at the table it makes people more inclined to go out and get the care that you need it makes people more inclined um, to take and be a part of case studies which are so incredibly important because if we want change i look at my ancestors and, and what they went through to produce change mm-hmm. um, this MS arena is, is where our other, our change needs to also come. There's there we don't have as much knowledge about it. It's not like sickle cell, it's not like diabetes, it's not high cancer, high blood pressure, where you teach you're taught those things from birth, right? Yes. To to look out for those things. And we got to bring MS to the conversation. And the, and the way that we do that is being a part of, of the clinical trials and further education and and seeing that medication are out actually out there that are for us. Yeah. We're not, we're not taking things where, where they're not necessarily for us. So that's why they're not working. That's why we're getting other side effects. But if we're not a part of it, and if we can't trust that all of our ancestors, what they worked hard, what they died for, what they went through, that those things didn't go for in vain, that they went because we are in 2022 and some things have changed. Mm -hmm. Not everything has changed, but it's some things have changed. Then we can trust some things a little bit more than what we could have in the past. And also, the more we try to do this, the healthcare system also knows that they have to change from what they've done in the past too. This is not solely on us. You have to acknowledge, they got to acknowledge what they've done. And the more conversations like we have here on One Sick B, that helps paint perspective of our pain, our hurt, our problems, what we've gone through and other people in the system saying, yo, okay, we got to change too. We've got to have conversations too. We've got to have more inclusiveness as well, too. I've got to approach the way I handle handle, um, uh, uh, Jerome. I got to handle the way that I handle Keisha. I got to change the way of my dialect and my tone and the way that I treat the entire family versus other people because they know the apprehension we come into the doctor's office Mm -hmm. with, okay? So, if we're not having these conversations, if we're not choosing to be a part of these trials, then this other system, they can't recognize that what they have been doing has to, you know, also change, too, and acknowledge that it it existed. So, it's, it's all cohesive, but it's, it's us being willing to also, you know, speak up and stand out with our disease.
0: Yes. When we start
2: to do those things, things change. How do we know that? Because it's been our genetic makeup in history. When we stand up, when we speak out, things change. Yes. Hope is given. And by the way, hope creates room for determination. Determination leads to a positive attitude. And with a positive attitude, there's no limit to your altitude Mm. and so if all of our people all they have is hope which is all we've ever had we've always hope there's no reason why we can't hope that by participating things won't change in the ms arena that we are in
0: Mm, i love it this part um i want to ask you Mm -hmm. to give advice To the black male that has been diagnosed or Mm -hmm. is diagnosed is suffering in silence what they think uh, they're letting their pride uh, get in the Mm -hmm. way of that or they just don't know how to speak up they never been taught to speak up because speaking up can be a sign of a weakness, and Mm -hmm. I specifically asked them for a black male because your um, core values are consistency Mm -hmm. commitment and mm-hmm. your character meaning your authenticity of your yes. who you are yes so what advice do you have to our black males who are just finding out or hell they're just here with ms mm-hmm. they have ms period ms yeah. lupus not just even ms ms lupus any autoimmune, autoimmune disease. autoimmune disease i don't yeah i focus on all the autoimmune diseases because in our community you know
2: i love i love i love I love seeing when I see Black women um, just in groups and the yeah. way that y'all are able to always, you know, converse with one another, open up, you know, talk about anything and everything. And I know when I hear, when I look, when I see that hand, when I see that hand, I know it's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we can
0: be in the grocery store like, "Oh, girl, I like those shoes. I see and I, you.
2: And I love that. Speaking and y'all I,
0: walk past like, yeah, them dope. In your but, head.
2: In your head. But it, the reason, but but I love y'all are so inspiring to me. And as a man with two daughters like and an older son, but y'all y'all are so inspiring to me because I know what y'all have is also allotted to us as black men or men in general. What women have their conversations, there's no reason why we can't be there. The way that they are there for one another to empathize with one another and to have these these heartfelt conversations, yo know, man, we still in that same category too if it can be done for women, it can be done for men. And so what I will tell my brothers is that the reason I speak so boldly is the reason I'm so open. The reason I'm so vulnerable, I'm big on character and being consistent and being committed to the things that I'm doing is because I just hope that one brother will find my story and say that it's okay. Because when I was coming through, I never had that. The only person I found was Montel Williams, but I never had you know, I never found his sound bites. I never found that we didn't have podcasts like that back in the day. I didn't, I couldn't feel or hear his words. So I, I go there because I come from that spirit of loneliness and I never want another man to be in that same position. I speak out boldly about erectile dysfunction because I thought something was wrong with me. I thought, I thought, I thought that I put myself in a a rabbit down, down a hole because I thought, my erectile dysfunction, by the way, being a, se- a sensitive topic for a man in general, black, white, brown, green, yellow, purple.
0: Yeah. Um, some people don't even go to the doctor about it. They just sit I, up and be angry.
2: So I thought that w- there's something even more wrong with me than MS, with MS. And so I tell, number one, you're not alone, you know, and and it's okay to be angry, but It's it's okay to be upset. Um, but then we have to move to a stage of how do we heal and, and and how do we get there? And the way that we get there is through conversation. My wife tell me all the time, she said, baby, I know that you hurt. Why don't you just tell me you hurt in
1: mm-hmm.
2: anything in life? Like, why, why won't you just let let me help you? Mm-hmm. And so black, black for black men, there are so many other black men because it's hitting us. We have a lot of the same symptoms and it's so mm-hmm. progressive we gotta connect with one another Mm
1: -hmm. because
2: we gotta lift each other up. Um, And I know it's hard to see the steps on the staircase, You know, at times, it's hard to take the first steps when you can't see the staircase, but it's when, if I would have found another black man earlier in my life, physically, it would have paid so many more dividends, Mm -hmm. Um, but I suffered in silence. By the way, with this disease, one of the worst things that we can do is make ourselves more stressful. That's like the sound, that's like the sound, it's like the biggest no-no. But a lot of us are bringing in the biggest no-no all the time. We letting stress because we're going through it all by ourselves. And we don't have to do that. And so the more Black men who speak up about what we are going through, the more comfortable it makes it to bring the conversation to the table in our family. And that's why your testimony and your story is so powerful and so necessary because Black women are speaking about it. Yo, y'all talk about it. It's already there. Some not as much, but, but there is room for that conversation. And we got to get to where a place where we are okay with talking about those things and knowing that we got each other's back. You know, we talk about unity and community a lot of times, and, and MS is an avenue for that because there's so much more breakthrough that needs to be done so we're at the infant stages of trying to bring black men out of the darkness with what they're going through um by the way everybody needs our education they need our experience Mm
0: -hmm.
2: they they need that you know and and understanding culturally what, what black men go through as you understand culturally what black women go through like there there's a need the misdiagnosis that black women go through in general outside of ms and your doctor's appointments how they're totally different Mm -hmm. um and 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 then those are the experiences that we have to be able to talk about so for a black man i'll tell you you're not alone even when it comes to issues below the belt you write on time and guess what there are solutions for the anxieties and the depressive moments that you are going through uh but we have to let our brothers and sisters know what we're going through in your own time so that those resources can be allotted to you for, to be able to help. So it, it comes to that place of just saying, I need a hand. And, and, and that's, it's each one reach one and each one teach one, by the way, which are slogans that are derived from our ancestral heritage. So we are here as a community to help, but we can't help if we don't know that you don't need it and no more suffering in silence because i.e. if you do those things you progress that much faster so tell somebody and find somebody we're here to
0: help mm, i love it before we close out um any advice just in general, uh, doesn't even have to, for somebody to have MS, just a food for thought. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I, I want to give you time give you uh to, if you can say a couple of words just for food for thought and somebody yeah. in general, something motivational, uh, that you could say that can help somebody uh, right now that's going through hard times. And just to keep their head from where they're at um, would be appreciated. And then after you give your um, mm-hmm. beautiful words of wisdom, I get to do my favorite part where I get to certify you one six. Ah, one You me. know, I've
2: been waiting on it. You know, I've
0: been... <laughs> So uh, please give us our words of wisdom. After you give your words of wisdom, I also need you to give um, people where you can be located. And please, I didn't get to get into the book. Uh, we've already had a beautiful, I mean, wanted yeah. to keep it within time frame so people have, because people's tension span. Mm-hmm. But please uh, also give us your the title of your book and where this beautiful um book can be found at after you give us the words of the wisdom.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my My words of wisdom are, or to just, I want to walk and let everybody know, give yourself grace. You know, give give yourself some grace. And and to know that your story is continuing to get written each and every day. And so when you can can allow yourself to have the opportunity to have grace over yourself, it opens you up to not being so hard on yourself. And and because with this disease, no day is ever the same. Mm-hmm. And so Counting the small victories over your life on a daily basis are so important. Maybe you went through the hallway today and you didn't hit the side of the door before going to you. Like that's a win. Maybe you made it to the mailbox, the mailbox, and back today, and you did not fall. Maybe you read a sentence and you did not stutter. Maybe, just maybe, you went through an hour where you didn't have sharp shooting pain up your spine small victories and giving yourself grace you have to be your biggest cheerleader and supporter and it's tough but when you look at the small wins with this disease throughout the course of 24 hours that can sometimes illuminate a smile on your face and when you smile that radiates energy when you smile it uplifts you and it has been therapy, psych, psychologically, psych, yes, it has been therapeutically and psychologically proven that a person who uplifts a smile, irradiates neurons throughout your brain capacity that ultimately leads you to a different approach to your day, to your surrounding, and to your people. All right? And so as you're doing that, you'll recognize that you've opened up your heart for love. When you found reasons to be happy, that also invites people in your inner circle to love on you because you're going to need some outside love too. And so when you can talk, when people ask you how you doing today, hey, child, I made it to the door without falling, praise God.
1: Mm-hmm. You open up your
2: heart to talk about your positive story and then you've given room for somebody else to love on you throughout the process because you're helping to ease other people's tension by the way that you handle your MS. Yeah. A lot of times people don't know how to approach us because we're going through hell and back. Yeah. By you celebrating your small victories, that allows them to know you having some good things going and they can love on you in the process. So small wins, count them, count them all joy and shout to the mountaintops about them. And don't feel like you have to be reserved about it. This is your life. Yeah, 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 share that. And then give yourself grace when running this waste and know that every day is totally different. And when tough times arise, yo count the small wins that help you get through them and don't be too judgmental or too hard over yourself to do you know the book um what is the book called see <laughs> i have my moments too here we go everybody everybody has it, so that's me being real and being transparent right. it's called the ball came out the life ball from the other out. side of the field mm. and uh it's available i can't catch amazon. it either yeah it's available <laughs> on amazon the ball came out life from the other side of the field I go through my go through just like everybody else on a daily basis. I'm no superhuman, but we tell our stories so that other people can share theirs. That's all the book was about. Tell your story with hopes of inviting other men, other women um, to tell and share their stories. Why? Because their stories can help me, they can help you, and we can help each other.
0: Ooh, this is my favorite part of the podcast. I'm trying not to get I've been watery been eyed. I've been waiting, girl. I've energy. been waiting. And uh, you know, I'm trying not to get watery <laughs> eyed. Uh, this is my favorite part of my podcast. When I came up with uh one sig B, yeah. um the definition uh came mm. to me and resided with me. And uh this so this is my favorite part, and I'm happy to get being ready to salute you. Yes. Tyler, you are a African-American king who has risen from greatness, from multiple sclerosis, from talking and speaking with others about things that are so uncomfortable as a male. You advocate, you preach, you prayed for me the first Mm -hmm. time I met you. Um, Mm -hmm. You not even knowing what I was going through. You are so phenomenal. You bless me without knowing anything about me taking a chance on a new podcast. You are someone that I hope I can call my mentor. Uh I look for you in the future for the greatness, the doors that you are opening. I'm so proud to have met you, a man who has written a book uh for MS, not for just MS for black males with MS. I, 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 you know, a go-to because they don't have that. Mm -hmm. Tyler, you are a strong, strong individual that fights these unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life threw at you without warning. But baby, if you didn't throw the boomerang back Mm -hmm. and become an advocate and you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness and you advocate and you're a God-fearing man. So I am so honored to certify you what sick be, Tyler. And thank you for being a part of what's sick be. I will always and forever be grateful.
2: You have made my day. Um, your spirit is so, is so beautiful. And I'm so incredibly proud of you. I'm so incredibly proud for you. and And I give you your flowers today.
0: Thank you. You know,
2: and, and we need what you have. And I'm, I'm so thankful to be a part of it. I've been waiting to hear <laughs> this part of it forever. Since, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm elated and I receive it. And I just want to tell you, thank you. You know what I mean? From the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I appreciate you. And ladies, kings and queens, until next time, thank you for listening to One Sick bee
1: know you crushed life a couple times, but it's okay, you growing. know you got to read between the lines, but it's okay, you own it. know you got some people in your life that's going to make you want it. know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile because they make you worth it. Already know this life ain't perfect, but you got to work it. You got to adapt it to the pain and you got used to hurting. And You're the one that's needed help. You used to offer service. You're not alone, not by yourself. And don't forget that you always fighting, always fighting for the get back. and you always trying, always grinding, and I'm with that. You're such a fighter, and your strength is where your gifts at. You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform. When you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more. Let's not forget that God sent the guys strongest soldiers to war. Like, guys God sent the strongest soldiers to you war. Know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform. And when you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more. Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war. Yeah, God sent the strongest soldiers to war.